He's Christian. He's Jimmer. Welcome back to Two Physical Therapists and a Bag of Chips. The show about physical therapy and potato chips. It's delicious. Today we're going to cover carpal tunnel syndrome, and then we will be reviewing the Burt's Guinness flavored chip. I'm looking forward to this for the whole week. Didn't eat. Really? Yeah. Wow. Just so I can have some more chips. That's impressive, actually. Well, last year's um, winner, Chip Chip of the Year, in, uh, in my book, was uh, from the Burt's brand. It's the Guinness and Chili. Rich Chili Guinness Chip. Yeah, those were good. And I got to say, they look delicious. Big chip. Big chip. Dusted. Yeah. So let's get through this carpal tunnel stuff. Okay. And uh, have some chips. So carpal tunnel syndrome quite common. People talk about it very often. The, the big symptoms are going to be tingling, numbness, pain, uh, weakness in the hand. It is essentially a compression of the median nerve. And so oftentimes it's contributed to compression at the carpal tunnel, which is at your wrist. But in most cases, what we find is that there's usually what's called a double crush going on. <laughs> so you have compression at your your neck, your shoulder, your elbow, your wrist, any any of the joints where that nerve runs through, the median nerve runs through, can cause a little bit of irritation on that nerve. And more often than not, we'll see that there's something at the wrist and there's something at the neck is the most common. But you can also see it at the elbow and the wrist or sometimes just at the neck and the elbow and the wrist itself is actually okay, but you're still getting symptoms all the way into your hand. The old double crush phenomenon. Yes. Uh, what we tend to work on with this kind of stuff from a treatment standpoint is is a lot of mobility at the, the neck and the wrist just to make sure that things are moving the way they're supposed to. Uh, you also find that there's usually some weakness, typically in the postural muscles uh, of the shoulder and, and neck and upper back area, so we work on that a fair bit. A little bit of, of manual therapy at the, the carpal tunnel itself. There's some things you can do in terms of trying to splay that area a little bit, but that's not the most effective traditionally. There's some talk of nerve gliding uh, being beneficial. The evidence on that at the moment is a coin flip. So, you know, you can do it based on symptoms. If someone's symptoms reduce, keep at it. If their symptoms worsen, uh, you know, you gave it a shot. Yeah. All right. On to chips. Uh, other treatments that can be effective. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. Neural glides. Hey, I'm going to chime in just for a little bit. Yeah, neural glides. Yeah. Neural mobilization. That, that, you know, that was uh, the big thing for a while there. Everybody has to check upper limb neural tension testing and things like that to see whether or not there's good nerve mobility. Mm -hmm. um, just like anything else that takes off, it came smashing back down when people realized that there is a certain amount of tightness that's normal. Um, so, yeah, the, like Christian said, if there's symptom reproduction and then symptom relief with neural glides or neural mobilization, go for it. Um, but a lot of times th there's so many factors that play a role in the, uh, the carpal tunnel syndrome diagnosis that um, it's worth a, ch worth a shot. I wouldn't, that wouldn't be my first treatment of choice. I, like, like you said, I would probably focus more on posture because that's where a lot of these symptoms arise, right? Is people working at a desk, working at a laptop. 
any kind of just close upper extremity work. I mean, we'll see it a lot in uh, people that are more uh, like artistic, maybe. So like jewelry makers or something along those lines that, that work in a, in a small, tight space. They keep everything pretty tight amongst themselves. I mean, absolutely, desk work is probably the biggest driver of these things these days. We used to see it a bit more with uh, with handwriting, but we've kind of gotten away from handwriting, so not as much of a common cause anymore, I'd say. You can see it in sport on occasion, but typically I would say no to that. Not a lot of carpal tunnel coming from, from sports. Yeah, professional chess players maybe. Darts comes to mind. Yeah. Tight gripping of the... Of the... Uh, the racket. No, what's the dart thing called? A dart? A dart. A dart, yeah. yeah. I was trying to think of it. I thought yeah. it had a different name. No, I don't think um, so. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that you, this is something that is uh, typical for sports. I think it's more of a postural problem in a lot of cases. And and occasionally we see a true carpal tunnel problem where, where the surgeon goes in releases the carpal tunnel because there's ligament thickening or swelling or irritation around the nerve, and boom, symptoms gone. But I think most of the cases, there's there's other issues going on that contribute to the problem. Um, if you're symptomatic, most of the time a physician will order an EMG, and that will more clearly identify where the cause of the problem might be. So there's there's less and less... Which is a nerve conduction study, essentially. Oh, yeah, my bad. Uh, I think there's less and less unnecessary surgeries. This used to be if you had tingling and numbness in a whole hand, let's do a carpal tunnel release. But um, that, that's that's not been as much the case. Yeah, there's a, a recent study, uh, I think this year, actually 2009, in JOSPT, which is the Journal of Orthopedic and Sport Physical Therapy, talking about the cost effectiveness of manual physical therapy versus surgery for carpal tunnel. It basically found that physical therapy is just as effective as surgery. So the cost of physical therapy is substantially less, which is always a driver of our current healthcare system. And so, uh, but even so, I mean, if you don't need to have surgery, why would you, right? I mean, it's, it's worth not doing the surgery. And in most cases, after surgery, they send you to physical therapy for a little while anyways. You might as well try it before and see what you get. Yeah. Let's not try to discuss cost effectiveness with insurance companies, shall we? Right, right. Don't yeah, have me going on that. Please check out our other episode on insurance. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the other treatments, uh, injections, rarely. They do talk about it, but I, I can't think of the last time I've seen or heard about that, really. No. And then splinting is the other thing that you will see. And so splinting is basically in a, an attempt to reduce motion there. And, again, long-term, I don't think it's super effective. It might be able to manage your symptoms if you're, if you're experiencing some significant symptoms at the moment. But... I tell you what it's super effective at is creating stiffness. Yeah, super effective at that. And that does not help, as we mentioned. Movement. So, so if we have loss of movement in the elbow or the wrist, let's splint it. Let's 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 make it worse. And so uh, yeah, it's generally not a treatment, it's more of a symptom control device. Recovery time, it's gonna vary. If symptoms have been present for a long time, even if you take the compression off that nerve, that nerve may take a while to to really feel better. And so uh, if your symptoms, if you're starting to notice symptoms, it's usually better to do something sooner rather than later, uh, which is kind of always the case. But anytime you're talking about nerves, the sooner you can get compression off the nerve, the sooner you can feel better. Yeah. And when Christian says it may take a while, I mean, six months to a year. 
for nerve tissue to recover from compression is not uncommon. So don't, don't be looking for miracles if you've been walking around with numbness and tingling in your hand for a year or two. It, it, it will take a while. Yeah, that's carpal tunnel, basically. I mean, just try to get things moving. Try to watch your, uh, your elbow and your shoulder and your neck and just make sure that you're not losing range of motion somewhere because that tends to contribute pretty extensively. Yeah, so we're, we get back to the key of physical therapy, right? The most important thing in carpal tunnel treatment, carpal tunnel syndrome treatment, is proper diagnosis, right? And who's your best diagnostician out there? That be us. Oh, I see, I see what you did. Yeah. yeah. I see what you did there. That so, uh, you know, go see your local physical therapist. They know what they're doing. They know what they're talking about. They've been trained to properly diagnose and, and go from there instead of visiting your local physician first. Yeah. Just saying. Love it. We are on to trivia time. That was a hard one. Yeah, so last week, not nearly as many correct answers, but we did get some. How many times does the moon revolve around the Earth each year? Did we ever look up to see if this changes if the Earth is flat? No, Same amount of times? no I, don't, I don't subscribe to flat Earth theory, so I don't um, look up that science. Oh, gotcha. I, I just, you know, <laughs> it's just not a thing for me. <laughs> Alternate science, is that what we're going to call that? I don't know what yeah, we would call it. I don't know, but the answer is 13. So lucky number thirteen. Yeah. So the uh, the moon takes uh, just a little over twenty seven days to orbit the Earth one time, or revolve around the Earth one time. The uh, the orbit of the moon is actually also twenty seven days. So this is why the moon appears to never be moving or, or rotating on its axis. Huh. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yes. And so. Yeah, about the moon. So uh, well done, Amanda and Nickel. You guys uh, nailed the question again this week. Yeah, so you got an honorable mention. Way to go. Good, good job, guys. This week's question, what is the national animal of Scotland? Yeah, I, I think a bottle of scotch doesn't count, but... No, that's a whole other animal. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did. That's good. Oh, baby. Oh, they have a, a Highlander, maybe? Like the Scottish Highlander, that, that's, that's a cow. Yeah. That's a, oh, yeah, oh, it's a long-haired cow. The brown the, one with the, yeah, yeah. the hair and the eyes that are missing kind of a thing. I'm assuming that's not the correct answer since you didn't even know what it was. No, probably not. Huh? huh. Nope. Well, I got nothing for you. Oh, well. All right, chip time. Oh, this is going to be good. So we've got the Burt's Guinness flavored chip. Chip to air ratio. I'm going to say it was a pretty stout 47% today. Ooh. I yep. see what you did there. Yeah. Stout. Stout. Guinness. Yep. I pulled it in there. Yes, yep. you did. So we've got a chip. These are big chips. There's a, there's a lot of dusting on the outside of these chips. They smell like beer. They do. They smell like beer. Yeah. Even better. They taste like beer. I mean, the birch chip is nice and thick. It's, uh, it's hand-cooked, thick-cut. Yep. You can't go wrong with that. Kind of like your old kettle chips. Yeah, they're very kettle. They uh, they managed to get Guinness flavor on it. Don't ask me how they do it. These guys are good. Yeah, there's no... Uh, it's not the saltiest chip. No, which is good. You get a little potato in the after, uh, aftertaste. Because you want Guinness. This one's got a ton of Guinness on it. It's very it. Guinness up front. I don't it's think a, this is going to fit. Well, it's worth trying. Yeah, nope. that's not going to work. Nope. I That's could do it, attempt. but I would cut the sides of my lips, which hurts like a... Yeah, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that at all. Hmm. 
Uh, these have uh, like condensed milk in them, so there's some sort of milky aspect going on here a little bit. That might give you that kind of Guinness in mouth feel. Whoa! Whoa, that's I almost a dropped it. That's a loud bag. I'm trying to see what else is in here. Oh, there it is. Sorry, buttermilk powder. Fat reduced cocoa powder. Oh, there's cocoa powder. I wasn't there's getting barley. any chocolate. Barley malt extract. Barley cream powder. Yep. Contains milk. So f if you're uh, lactose intolerant, I guess these are out. They're out. Which means more for me. Um, well, you can do whatever you want. I'm going to continue to eat these. I'm just giving them a one thumb today. I know you would. It's not my, it's not my favorite flavor. Okay. I'll get to take the bag home then. You do get to take the bag home. Two thumbs for me. Two thumbs. I might even go three, but. Ooh, foldy. Nice. Mm -hmm. No, two thumbs. The, the chili had. The chili had a nice unique complexity. flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I love this. Well done, Bert. Uh, well, thanks for listening today. Next week, we're going to go over uh, what's known as a sports hernia, which is actually sort of a misnomer, but we'll get into that next week. The sports hernia. We are going to review the Saver Smith's Italian cheese and port. Yeah, those sound really good too. So that, that sounds kind of fun. I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty interested to I see what that's going to be like. You did actually, Jim. Well oh, yeah, done. I did. Yeah, yeah, well yeah. If you liked the show today, please tell your friends. Give us a follow, review, subscribe. Don't mind me. If you need more information on carpal tunnel syndrome, follow us on Instagram and Twitter this week. If you haven't subscribed to us there, please do. For more information on Rebound Therapy and Wellness Clinic, check out our website, reboundclinic.com. And don't forget, Colorado is a direct access state. If you want to go see a physical therapist, just come see us. Just go see him. You don't need a referral. That guy is Jimmer, and I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.